Before we start this episode, I would like to apologize for how long this has taken to get out. Um, These past few months have been really busy for Josie and I with school and extracurriculars and just trying to finish out the school year. So again, I apologize for how long this has taken. Thank you to our listeners for being interested in listening Um, thus far. I promise we will try to be more on top of it in the future. My name is Josie. And my name is Claire. And And you're you're listening to The Cashew Project. Project. Please keep in mind throughout this podcast that these views are simply our perspectives. So today we are going to kind of be basing this podcast around an interview that Mm -hmm. Josie had with one of the girls at our school. And why we're doing an interview with her is because she wrote a column for our school newspaper called being pro-life isn't partisan which is about how being pro-life doesn't make you a republican or a democrat it's an individual's belief uh this column is by Mm -hmm. tess jones and i haven't listened to the interview yet this will be my first time listening we'll link it down i think in the description of our episode her article was a lot more political than religious but i still thought that it was important to talk about because being pro-life for me since the beginning has always been centered around abortion. And so in her article, she proposes the idea that being pro-life isn't just strictly about being anti-abortion. It's about so much else, like being for immigration and for not locking the children up in cages, as she said. Um, It was really interesting because she proposed a new definition that is at least new to me from my experience of learning what it is to be pro-life. And that all is revolved around respect for all life, not just for the life of infants, but for the life of everyone on this earth. I've been Catholic for 16 years. I'm a creative Catholic. And I was taught, like, pro-life is, like, a crazy, like, Republican abortion, mm-hmm. anti-woman, because my parents were strictly liberal, my grandparents were liberal, like, our entire family has been liberal, which is very odd for yeah. being from the middle of the country, but when I came to STA, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm pro-choice, like, which I still am, Yeah, like, pro-choice is... I get to choose what I want to do with my body. Like, no one else gets to make those choices. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my friends who are pro-life, and they're like, last year, like, I had an incident where I was, like, talking to a girl, and she's like, yeah, I'm going on the march. I'm like, why? You're not a Trump supporter. It was a very awkward situation. And then she's like, yeah, but I'm pro-life, but I'm still a Democrat. And yeah. pro-life isn't all about abortion. It's about choosing humanity, which, like, I wrote it, I think I remember said, like, the children at the borders. Yeah. Like, those children being locked up in cages is not a pro-life movement. So, she kind of talks about pro-life being a human issue. Yeah. Rather than a political issue. And I think that kind of ties back to the way Jews perceive it. And I kind of just want to put this out there before we get into the rest of the podcast of... Mm -hmm. Jews, majority, like, in the Jewish faith, this is what it says in our text, is we do not believe that life begins at conception. But 
Feticide is prohibited by Jewish law. And if the fetus is threatening a mother's life, an abortion is mandatory. But once the baby is in the process of being born or already born, you cannot harm the baby because it is human. So, like, a baby doesn't become human until the birth process. Yeah, and which is completely different than how Catholics perceive. It ties into being more of a human issue than a pro-life issue because if it threatens a mother's life, because they don't see the fetus as, like, a separate thing. They see it as a part of the mother, if that makes sense. No, it does, yeah. So I guess that turns into more of, like, a single human issue of, like, the regard for the life of the carrier Mm -hmm. is really the most important. And I know that's a little different from what, like, Tess is saying, but I feel like it ties in. This isn't just a a single issue, if that makes sense. Like, I Mm -hmm. like how there just isn't one way to view it because the Jewish perspective and the Catholic perspective are just starkly different, but both of them... They really are. Both of them still value life. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at the core, I think, of pro-life is that, you know, you respect life. They're both about life. The pro-life movement started with anti-abortion because Mm -hmm. of the church's views, but it evolved in something more like, love your dear neighbor as yourself. So in this part, she says, love your dear neighbor as yourself, and I find that really interesting that that is such a core value between both religions. Because I've seen that at school a lot with... It's like the golden rule, yeah, kind of. Because yeah, in Judaism, it it's... I think it's ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha, which means love yeah. your neighbor as yourself. How that just kind of encompasses so many values. It's kind of the core of both pro-life and pro-choice, if that makes sense. I think so, too. I think that both movements are for, are for life, just in a different way. Does that make sense? So... Yeah, so the Catholic Church believes that the fetus is a person from the moment of conception. So, you know, on a lot of billboards that are promoting being pro-life, they highlight the fact that the baby's heart starts beating 22 days after conception. So that's, you know, a controversial issue, especially when um, you're talking about abortion is that, well, when do you abort the baby if it is do you abort it before the heart begins beating because then is the fetus a person at that point and in the church you believe that it is from the beginning so so I feel like something Tess kind of touches on which I think is a huge problem in our society today is identity politics and religion Mm -hmm. identity she really does which yeah and I feel like it's really hard Like I said, the Jewish view, I don't want to describe it as wishy-washy, but you could really interpret it any way you want. Would you say it's open-ended then? In a way, because they don't believe in feticide. Because it is, your body is the property of God. So Mm -hmm. they disagree with suicide, tattoos, self-harm. Yeah, no, the Catholic Church... A, has a similar a very similar view like you, life is a gift from god and so that's yeah. why they're anti-abortion is because you are taking yeah. that life away and only god can choose when so that life is taken feticide is kind of against the against jewish values because technically mm-hmm. it is a part of the 
mother's body and that's like destroying a part of the body so you could use that as a pro-life argument for judaism but there's also like abortion is mandatory if the mother's life is in jeopardy and you could use that as a pro-choice argument yeah so it's really hard to just say i am pro-life i am pro-choice kind of what she's saying or like i am jewish so i am pro-choice or i am catholic so i am pro-life like it is just so much deeper than that it's the whole issue is so gray And I think that that's what people kind of dismiss. They want to choose a side when it comes to abortion, but I think it's hard to, you know, because like you were saying, like how it's almost wish-washy in the Jewish faith, like there's so many different ways, there's so many different perspectives and ways that it could go. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at the core of it all is just, like we mentioned before, love thy dear neighbor and kind of like just a love for yourself. Like that, Mm -hmm. that surpasses politics morally I think is just I would agree with you the love for people and like the respect of people which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people forget when they're talking about politics is these people you're talking about exist these people you're talking about like these demographics of people like who have to deal with abortion Mm -hmm. and who have to make that decision like they exist you might not necessarily know them you might not necessarily have to deal with that in your life but they do so to just kind yeah. of sit there and like assume situations and like you can't and identify with a certain thing because it's easier to identify with a party or a religion rather than it is to develop your own opinion. It is, and I think that that's where a lot of issues get. Yeah, very, you need to yeah research your faith, research your political party, and decide like with your moral values what you believe, not necessarily the moral values values of like. Yeah. Whatever you've identified with. But people do. I think especially now, people tend to fall back on what their identity believes because it's easier to do that, like you said before, than to form your own opinion. And so. And just keeping love in mind is something I feel like today is really. Yeah. Love and respect, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really hard to do for whatever reason. And that makes me sad. (laughs) Yeah. Because I know love is a very core thing for both major religions in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't really know about Islam, but since it's a monotheistic religion and it stems from Judaism, I assume love is yeah. a big thing for them as well. So I was going to ask you, do your religious views tied into the decision you made to be pro-life? And you, you kind of have already answered that, but um, did that have anything to do with? Well, so I went to San Luis School, which is... Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, like, very liberal school, what my sister had told me when they went to college, they were very surprised. But that's a different story. Um, yeah. But I was always like, I'm not Catholic because I don't agree with their views about pro, like, abortion and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I did, like, I believe in Jesus. I, like, want to believe in that. But I was like, I just can't align myself with the Catholic Church mm-hmm. if they believe that. Because, like, that's just going against my values and so like so learning that it wasn't all about abortion and it wasn't all about that and that it was about respecting human life and respecting every single person from conception to death yeah I was like okay so I guess that means I like I believe that so I guess I am pro-life at the center of my core yeah so it did really like make it just help me decide if I was pro-life. Yeah. This is a respect issue. Yeah. And 
At its core. Like, at its yeah. core. And I would say with her definition of pro-life, because when I was little, that's what I thought it was. I identified air quotes with pro-life for a while because I thought it meant just like respect for life. And then as I really? got, yeah, as I got older, okay. I realized the political term means no, like you are against abortion. It's interesting how different the definitions politically and religiously are. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good point to make because for, but it's actually kind of funny because at least from my perspective, I was raised from the beginning that like I was taught, I went to pro-life days in middle school they were required and they had speakers and presentations and we were taught about it from the beginning that it is strictly about abortion. So I think that that's an interesting difference too, mm-hmm. that like we were raised differently with a different definition of it. Because to me, this is new, but to you, it might not be so new. I just think it's interesting how to really show my opinions of you need to respect the mother as well as the kid you yeah. have to be pro-choice, but if you're going to respect the baby over the mother, you're pro-life. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I know, like I said, Jewish value shows, like, the mother is more important than the baby in Catholic values, as mm-hmm. I've seen. Well, because the mother's already alive. Not that the baby isn't, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, that makes and sense. And just how I had to change my word usage of... Oh, pro-life means you respect everyone. No, pro-life means, you know, you are against women having the choice if you're pro-choice or you are yeah. for women not killing their babies if you're pro-life. I know. Yeah. It's, it's a hard issue. It really because is. Because I still debate about it myself, you know? Yes. I think I kind of always have at some point. Did you ever feel like being pro-life and being raised in a Catholic household was um, a forced view on you? I don't think so, because, like, both my parents are very, very, like, they work for the Kansas City Public Library. Like, they're yeah. both very liberal. Okay. And, in fact, I think it was the opposite. Like, I was always told, like, don't be pro-life. Like, okay. be, pro-cho- like yeah. be pro-choice. Like, don't do that. It's bad. So, like, when I wrote this article back, I was terrified for like what my sisters would say because I just remember talking to them like mm-hmm. talking to them about like what would you do if you had to like if you were like you got pregnant and you didn't want the child yeah they're like I would go get an abortion and I was just thinking like yeah but I'm pro-choice but I don't think I would choose to do that mm-hmm. they're like then you're not pro-choice okay a very interesting point that she says is if you were given the option to get an abortion and yeah. you didn't take it, does that make you pro-life? Because you technically, you, she says she's for the choice of like she having is, the option. Because at that point she was identifying as pro-choice exactly. when she was asked. Yeah. yeah, and she's for the choice of like giving women the option, but her family told her she was pro-choice because she wouldn't take the abortion. And I think... No, pro-life because she wouldn't. I mean, yeah. yeah. Her family yeah, yeah. labeled her as pro-life because she wouldn't take the abortion. Which I've never... It makes sense that people yeah. would view it like that. But I think that's so interesting that... Isn't it 
you have to yeah. have an abortion to be pro-choice. Like, no, that is no, not what pro-choice is about at because all. Because pro-choice just simply gives you the choice to do anything. If exactly. you want to get an abortion or whether you don't. And that's the stigma behind why a lot of people don't go pro-choice is mm-hmm. because they disagree with having an abortion, but they agree with giving women the choice, but they don't yeah. know how to identify. Because, yeah, like, I think similarly to Tess, if I were to get pregnant, I don't think I would have the abortion. But it doesn't but necessarily make you pro-life for exactly. in a political sense. In, yeah, in a political sense. But... Yeah, I think, no, I thought it was interesting, too, when I asked her. I was like, okay, that's a really good point. I just feel like there's so much miscommunication revolving. That is key, right there. What you just said is key to this whole talk of being pro-life, pro-choice, this whole debate. Why do you think there's a, there tends to be a bad connotation with the word pro-life? I think that, um, so it came from, like, the Catholic faith, and it came mm-hmm. from, like, again, it came from conception to, like, natural death. And so yeah. I think that because it tends to be the more Republican and conservative people are, the Catholics and the evangelicals and those type of people, mm-hmm. I think, those, not those type of, those faith and religion, mm-hmm. I think that, um, pro-life, they started using pro-life as a political term, yeah. And used it to define the Republican Party mm-hmm. and, like, making it, like, one of their, like, statements. Like, to be a Republican, like, you have to be pro-life. And mm-hmm. then, like, being pro-choice as a liberal because, like, it's for, like, empowering women. It's for empowering, like, people's lives and bodies. Yeah. And I think that it just became more of a political term than what it means. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like... People who are pro-life hear the connotation of it. Yeah. I think it's mostly liberals and pro-choice people who hear it because it's not their same view. Yeah. And they're like, that's wrong, that's not correct, which is not really the liberal way. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, that's not, like, the definition. So I think it's, like, yeah. it's more of just, like, people who are in the media, like, I think media, because media is also very, like, liberal, because Mm -hmm. it is, like, free press and stuff. Yeah. I think they also turn that that word into a bad word. Like, they assigned Mm -hmm. it with, like, the people who, like, the mothers who forced their children to, like, who were, like, dying, forced them to have their child because they were anti-abortion. Yeah. So I think it's just, like... Those incidents, those insane, once-in-a-lifetime insane incidents made it to the front pages and, like, ruined the connotation of it. So I think what Tess is trying to highlight here in terms of, like, the way that people perceive what it means to be pro-life is that um, the media has construed, like, what that definition looks like because they are the ones who are selling the public the story right so what that means is that they will put out one side and then another there's really no in between and so I think that that's what she's trying to get at there in that section yeah and another thing that I also find interesting is especially with the people I relate to I guess Mm -hmm. we kind of talked about this but 
if I had to identify with a political party, I would just say I'm a liberal just because I identify with a lot of their values. But yeah, I don't know. That gets really complicated. But how villainized the conservative party is a lot of the time, especially like with the media and yeah. with our just I know like us and our friends who are are not conservative it's very seen as like the Republicans are the evil Mm -hmm. well because you surround yourself with people who have like values so exactly but yeah I feel like it's just so interesting how people are like you know Republicans don't respect people they have no you know they have no heart for human life like they're just Republicans like that's not True, these pub- Republicans... And she's making that argument, yeah. kind of, is that it's the pro-life is like, it's about pro-respect, you know? Like, the pro-life movement is pro-respect, and so yeah, I and, think that, yeah. And statistically, you know, a lot of Republicans are Christian Catholic. True, because... And yeah. th- that villainizes the Catholic faith a lot, but we have to remember, it like we mentioned before... These a lot of the faiths we have today are built on the golden rule of love your neighbor and love and respect. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point. The yeah. people in these parties aren't bad people; they're just villainized they by a lot of the media. Yeah, and I think that that's all it comes down to mm-hmm. is people's perception, what they are exposed to. Exposure is huge in this case. Yeah, and I'm sure I would be saying the same thing about. Democrats if like I was surrounded by Republican people like I'm yeah. sure mm-hmm. for Republicans Democrats are very villainized have been like we see that in the media too. yeah even it's, just, it's yeah. very a lot of extremes in the media of mm-hmm. villainizing each other there's no real centralism yeah I see but yeah and I think that like even what Tess gets at at some point is that like the mo- the two movements aren't extreme I remember her saying that being pro-choice is specifically about abortion, but being pro-life is about more than that. And I thought that that was really interesting because from her definition of it, that means it covers everything from capital punishment to immigration, you know, like some of those examples she's given before. What other issues besides abortion does this new definition of pro-life cover Um, for you? For me? Mm -hmm. Again, like I said, the immigration issues, Mm -hmm. I think it covers, like, letting those people in and giving them asylum because a lot of them are fleeing countries where they are getting murdered. Yeah. I think it includes letting everyone love each other, like, letting gays, like, LGBTQIA, Mm -hmm. like, letting those people have life and, like, not be persecuted for that. And at the core, I think it's just respecting Mm -hmm. having a, like, to say... Already having respect for everyone before you even meet them, like yeah, just respecting them because they are a human being and mm-hmm. they share the same bone, like they share like all the same and like and like the, we all have the same bones. Yeah, so it's like we're all basically the same. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like having that um, respect set out already. So yeah, the Catholic Church believes that we're all created equal in God's image, right? And so what Tess just said there is that because of that, we're all the same. And therefore, we should all respect each other. We should give each other equal respect. And I think that that's really key in 
important about this whole talk we're having today is that we are all made equal. And I'm not sure what the Jewish... If the yeah, Jewish I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that similar, um, there's that similar view, but I think that that's really key to being pro-life. And I also just want to highlight what she said about, uh, homosexuality because yeah I forgot to add that in there what pro-life yeah I know I'm not really that educated on the Jewish value of it but I'm I know you can be a transgender or homosexual rabbi Mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure it's a it's pretty accepted within the Jewish faith yeah which is from what I've seen very different from some Catholic yes I would say that's true um I personally, from what I understand, I don't think the Catholic Church is very accepting of the LGBTQ community, and um, that may that maybe has changed. I'm not really aware of that, but just from you know what I've heard growing up, I don't I don't think that that's at all a value. So yeah, because yeah. if you sit here and you use Tess's definition as your definition of Mm pro-life then you're really saying you are accepting of everyone which is what I agree with I I I agree with it too and I don't I just feel like that's something that should be used more often today yeah than it is is just the respect of like just let people do what they want to do kind of which encompasses pro-choice and it does. This definition yeah. of pro-life, of, like, this isn't your life, this isn't your situation. Yeah. If it's not harming you directly in any way, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily harming other people. Yeah. Which gets into the argument of, like, if you're politically pro-life, well, what about killing the fetus? Like, you know. It's, it's again, it's a very, very murky, complicated issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that... I think from what Tess is saying, or at least what I'm gathering now as I'm thinking back through it, is that she's taking the pro-life movement and the pro-choice movement, and she's making, like, this hybrid of it, which I would call, like, the Mm pro-respect idea of it. That, yes, she is identifying as pro-life, but, you know, again, both movements are about respect. So if that's what you're coming down to, then you're for that. There's different layers to everyone, mm-hmm. and when you just look through one of those lenses or layers, it's like mm-hmm. you don't see the whole picture. So you have to put all of those together to look through yeah. it. And so I think right now the fight is the pro-choice, which is strictly abortion, which is a okay. good fight, is yeah. only fighting the abortion part of the pro-life. And so those two lenses are the only two fighting, but when you look at the pro-life movement all together, it's like... There's many different layers, there's many different lenses to look at. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the pro-life movement's pretty, like, it's the same with pro-choice. It's just mm-hmm. wanting people to have respect. Yeah. And that's what the pro-choice movement wants. They're just going at it from letting women choose what they do. So I think it's really interesting how she talks about the lenses and the layers, because I think a lot of people so get... Too caught up looking through one lens and looking through a lot of issues through that lens that don't even have to do with that yeah and tying back to like the whole media thing I think that that's the big issue is that people are shown like something through one lens 
not multiple. And yeah. I'm just going to highlight what she said with, like, pro-choice is specifically an abortion movement yeah. where pro-life just encompasses so much more because I feel like pro-life has almost been around longer, but not necessarily with the label pro-life. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like she said, it's just strictly the respect for human beings and the respect for human life and just, like, however... You look at that, like like she said, facing immigration border control, I agree with her. Like, I am pro-life. Yeah. I, I agree that those people deserve a better life than what they have been given. Me too, yeah. And, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it depends it does, and I think how you take that definition. I really liked how she said that each of us have so many layers. People are very complicated, and so you can't show everything through one lens, because then you you take the complexity of the human being away when you do that. And I would love to re-emphasize Tess, Jones, Josie, and me don't mean to offend anyone with our views. Of Yeah. This is simply us just discussing these topics. We don't want to enforce our views on anyone. Mm-hmm. This is just how we have, like, are deciding to discuss these topics. I know Tess said it in her interview that yeah. her article isn't meant to offend anyone or attack any political party. It's just yeah. simply discussing what we believe. Yeah. And I think that throughout this podcast, it's just been Claire and I like reasoning through this topic, you know, through our faith perspectives, but also just as people. Mm-hmm. You know? And we don't speak for political parties. We don't see mm-hmm. ourselves as like, yeah, I am the voice of the liberal generation. Like that's, it's simply just how we've internalized what we've grown up with. I think, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, just to put that out there. And I thought that one point, I didn't get to record this with Tess, um, but one point she made that was really interesting. I asked her if she thought that younger priests would be more liberal than conservative, as, you know, the Catholic Church tends to be. And she said that she would like to think that that's the case, you know, this, this younger generation of priests being more accepting of, you know, various various different opinions, especially about abortion. But um, unfortunately, she said that she's not sure if um, that's going to be. I agree with her just because yeah. even if they started out that way, they're in such a strict environment that their view isn't the only one that matters. And the Catholic environment shows. But the Catholic Church is a hierarch, like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, system. I mean, if I you were a priest, you need to. I mean, Jews called a congregation. I don't know what you guys yeah, call it. Yeah, congregation. Yeah. yeah. Um, you need to keep in mind the views of the congregation. And mm-hmm. the ass- the assumed view of a Catholic congregation is pro-life on abortion matters. Because you're taught that from the beginning, yeah. So I agree with her in that it, even if a priest was younger or more exposed to more opinions, they would probably have to keep a a pro-life face for abortion just because that mm-hmm. is the Catholic value. And I think that rounds back to the whole idea that people tend to identify with what their faith believes in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what people fall back onto a lot. And I think it's going to be really interesting as, you know, the years go by to see. I think it's going to be really interesting for our generation to be put in roles of power and politics or mm-hmm. religious power or... because we see the world 
different. Like, well, we've just been exposed to so much more than our parents' generation Mm -hmm. was. Like, I definitely, compared to my mom or dad at this age, I'm definitely more aware of, like, all sides of politics and all sides of political issues. My mom has told me that exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, like, you know, oh, my parents are Republican. My parents are Democrat. I'm Mm -hmm. a Republican. I'm a Democrat. You just don't see that as much now. No. And I did. I, it's actually interesting to bring that up because I just read an article a few days ago about how our generation, Gen Z is more, um, it's, they're not conforming to an identity. They're not really belonging to anything. They're just identifying with their own opinions and who they are specifically. And so I think that that's going to be something that we're going to be seeing more of. Maybe, possibly, it'll you be, know. It'll be interesting for the future of yeah politics and how that goes and how you, you know, how you sell your views rather than your political stance. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. Um, and all that, how you... You know, how you can have specific views on issues and have different definitions to issues like Tess's definition of pro-life. Yeah. And, you know, make people, other people understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And I liked that how she said, at the end of the day, all we want is respect. And I think that I would agree with that because at the end of every day, I do want respect from people. And so, yeah. Okay, thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for another podcast. Thank you so much, Tess, for letting us use your article, which, like we said, will be linked in the description. And be sure to check that out and the rest of Dart News Online because that's our school newspaper. Yeah, really great news source, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you, Tess, again for letting Josie interview you. Yes, thank you, Tess. It was, I really enjoyed the interview. You have a lot to say. That was really impressive. So thank you. And thanks for listening.